The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. Get up close and personal with some of your favorite male porn stars on One on One with Poppy Chulo. Created by Poppy Chulo, One on One showcases exclusive interviews with the adult industry's most popular male performers. Here's your host, Poppy Chulo. Welcome to One on One with Poppy Chulo. Today is Thursday, April 16th, 2015. Listeners, please welcome fan-favorite gay adult star, Bryce Evans. Welcome to the show, Bryce. Well, thanks, Poppy. I appreciate it. How are you doing today? I'm wonderful. And yourself? Oh, it's been a beautiful day so far. I'm ready to, uh, I'm excited to have that I'm here on the show, and I appreciate it. Fantastic. Well, let's dive into the interview, and typically I like to get stats out the way when I do these one-on-one interviews, because okay. for the most part, our listeners... Your fans, they haven't had the chance to see you in person. So let's get to know some of your physical stats. What's your height and weight? Okay, so I'm 5'9", 185. Um, and, you know, I'm athletic, pretty pretty ripped up usually. Um, so I look like a gym rat, basically. <laughs> there you go. What's your ethnic background? Okay, so I'm actually 100% German of, with, of J- Jewish descent. So my grandparents got out of Germany before the shit hit the fan basically and uh and I'm so I ended up here or they ended up here in America but um, my background's German and I um am Jewish so I've also got uh, Israeli citizenship I went to Israel make citizenship process a while back very awesome mazel tov <laughs> well, thank you you're welcome what's your zodiac sign Wow, you know what? I'm not an astronomy person. I, uh, is that, you mean, like the Libra kind of thing? Yeah. Is that, is that what you ask? Okay, yeah, I'm a Libra. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I want to get to know the man behind the performer. Where are you originally from? Okay, so I'm originally from Central Florida, Daytona Beach, actually, to be specific. And um, grew up, I've grown up here, for the most part, in Florida my whole life. Okay, awesome. Can you share with the listeners a bit about what life was like growing up for you? What was Bryce Evans like as a kid, as a teenager? Okay, so um, I was a big-time surfer. Um, you know, I was basically growing up, I had girlfriends most of the time. I never, I never really got into the boys until college. So I was basically a little straight kid, somewhat of a punk at times, I'm sure. Some people would say, and uh, I loved surfing. I surfed every single day. I didn't care if it was waves or not. I was in that ocean every single day. If it was 40 degrees out or if it was 110 degrees out, I was in that ocean. When did you first realize your attraction to men? Um, Well, you know what? I've never been like somebody that was 
homophobic in the sense that I, I refused to admit that I would find a guy attractive. You know, even in junior high or high school, I would be like, wow, that's a good looking guy. Um, but I don't think I ever had those real true feelings or, or acted upon them um, until college. And uh, it was at college that I had my first experience. So what would you classify your sexuality as? Because uh, you were living the straight life uh, throughout your teenage years, and then all of a sudden you find this attraction to men later on. So what do you label yourself as? Oh, I'm absolutely 100% bisexual. Um, I I tend to like men more than women nowadays. Um, you know, there was a time when I was almost, I was like 80% women, 20% guys. It was just like a freak thing for me to get together with guys. Uh, but I've since dated guys in my private life. And, um, you know, I, I truly, I, I truly love both sexes. And really, it depends on how I feel, like what, what kind of mood I'm in. It's hard for me. It's really hard for me at this point to have a bona fide relationship with somebody only because I truly like, I will like want to be with guys at some point and I will want to be with girls at some point. And, um, it's a little difficult to, uh, to, to find somebody that to, maybe I should find a transsexual. That would work for me, huh? <laughs> like a little bit of best of the both worlds. <laughs> what were you doing with your life prior to entering the gay adult industry? Um, so I had uh, a professional career, really, and um, you know I uh, I I worked for a number of years in, in that professional setting, and then um, I I kind of got in I kind of broke off that and got into uh, personal training and things of that nature, more into the fitness side of things, um, and then from that point I, uh, I it was at that point in my life when I was approached by some individuals regard. I, I had always been, uh, I, get, I don't know if you want to say approached, but asked, you know, am I a dancer? Do I do this? You know, like all through my life because I've always been like really good shape. Um, so, every, you know, a natural thing is when you see somebody that's in really good shape, um, you know, like you always think that they work in some kind of field of whether it be, you know, the dancing or whether it be, um, so, something in the fitness side of things. So people always ask me if I was a dancer, if I was a stripper, you know, if I was, uh, you know, an escort or whatever. And um, at, at some point I started to meet individuals that would ask if I'd be interested in getting into some photography or, you know, some modeling. And then it just kind of gradually led into, you know, what, how far would you take the modeling? What would you be willing to do? What are you into? And um, from there, I just, after... After a couple of years of, of, of people beating around the bush about basically, um, you know, doing, uh, you know, whether it be nude modeling um, or even pornography, um, you know, eventually I just picked the bolt and said, you know what, uh, why not? Let's, let's give it a shot and see what happens. I mean, I'm comfortable enough with myself to, uh, to, to accept the fact that, you know, it's going to be out there for all to see. You can't take it back once it's out there. And uh, after a long and careful consideration, I decided to take the plunge, and here I am today. All right, that's interesting. So what were the steps that you had to take to actually take the plunge into the industry? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, I, um, I was actually in D.C., and there was a guy named uh, John Royce. He's, uh, he had a site called Mighty Men at the time, and um, in fact, I just talked to John the other day, and uh, I'll be going up to D.C. 
um, around the first of May. And the thing is that uh, you know we we got we got together on a phone call regarding like things I'd be willing to do and so forth like that. So you know I think it started off as uh, you know after a couple phone calls with them that I'd be willing to you know do news then uh, maybe pleasure myself and things like that. You know so it kind of got the phone calls kind of gradually got into what would I be comfortable with. And the thing about this is is that never ever have I ever been pressured or felt like I had to do something in order to get to the next level with anybody I've ever worked with. I mean, you know, for those individuals that don't know much about the business side of this, um, you may think that people are a little shady. Um, you know, I think of the, the guy in the back room, you know, smoking cigarettes and he's got like, you know, it, it's very like uh, black marketish kind of thing. But no, it's not like that at all, man. I mean, everybody throughout my, my whole time doing this has been... 100% above board and, and just great people. I mean, literally, I've not met somebody I, I would not like in my personal life, much, much less business life. Nice. I like that. I'm glad that you've had great experiences in the industry thus far. Yeah. So in total, how long have you been in the adult industry? Okay, so... I mean, other than the one video I did back in, like... I think it may, as I want to say, 2009, 2010, just prior to um, me leaving. Uh, you know, I lived outside the country for a while, so prior to that, I did that one video with the guy with John and Muddy met up there in D.C. And then when I came back to the states, was when I would say I I went kind of I dove deeper into it. I didn't go full throttle as far as like trying to really make a career out of it yet. Um, but I met with uh, Dominic Ford in, in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, um, and we did. I did some videos with them, and eventually started my career with Dominic Ford, and was an exclusive with those guys over there for uh, the better part of the year. And um, you know, from there, I decided to expand expand things and move into other other video work outside of Dominic Ford, but still work with Dominic Ford every opportunity I get those if there's anybody in this industry I couldn't talk higher of it's, it's those guys over there at Dominic Ford and um, yeah they're a great group of guys in fact I was just shooting in with them yesterday so. fantastic so overall like in total I guess you've been in the game like about what would you say like a year and a half yeah you know like I said there was like a, there was about a year stretch that I worked with Dominic Ford then I took about a year off and didn't do anything. And then I came back, and I'd say, you're about right. I've, I, it's been about the last year and a half that I really kind of got out there and started working with other companies and, and actually starting to – I actually put forth the effort to, to make this as, as a career. Okay. Awesome. What was your first day like on an official porn set? What was going on in your mind? Were you nervous, excited, scared? Uh, I know that you had kind of, in my opinion, two firsts. You had sort of like a solo first, and then you had the hardcore action first. Maybe you might uh, want to go into like both of those first and what those experiences were like. Okay, so um, I, you know what, I, I, I just. I just never felt uncomfortable in any situation. Um, you know, there wasn't a time where, like, in the beginning where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got to do this in front of these people or 
with with who's this other person walking into the room now? As you know, people are walking in and out of rooms and going beyond cameras. Um, it's uh, it, it was never an uncomfortable experience for me. I think that um, you know, every time I did something, it wasn't like I jumped right into right into hardcore pornography. You know, I did I, I gradually got into it, which is pretty much the way I think a lot of people get into this is where they start off with the solo action. And then they ease themselves into maybe a little bit of a, a light porn where, you know, just like maybe some oral scenes or something like that. And then eventually they get into the hardcore uh, porn. And, you know, it's a it's a gradual process for some and others. It's jump right in. But, um, you know, it, it, it at times can definitely be um, a little like, it, you know, for some people a little uncomfortable because, listen, there's people coming in and out and they see this every day. And they don't, and it doesn't even, it doesn't even like hit them that they're walking in and out of rooms where people are having sex and all kinds of things, you know? They're not even paying attention half the time. So, you know, for you, for the, the model or the, you know, the, the people involved in the scenes, um, who may feel like, wow, everybody, all eyes are on me. You know what? It's not the case, man. These people that make these movies have been doing this for so long. It, that doesn't even impress them anymore, you know? But uh, they don't even care. <laughs> so. How did you come up with your porn name? Because I know that you had a different name when you were with Mighty Men, and then once you right. sort of made your official uh, dip into the industry with Dominic Ford, you created the name Bryce Evans. So can you share with the listeners a bit about uh, what led to the creation of the first name and why the switch to Bryce Evans? Okay, so... Um, right, with Ron Royce up there at Mighty Men, um, you know, that was, that was a name he had... We, you know, we kind of took a, we, we, that was a kind of a name that he just kind of came up with. And I'll be honest with you, when, when I finally met with Dominic Ford, I couldn't even remember what John Royce had given me because I never, I never even went and, and followed up on that. It was kind of like I took a paycheck. It was great. He sent me some, some, some pictures from the, the shoot and I moved on. And a, a couple of years later, when I got back in the industry, um, I had totally forgotten about that, and, and in fact, I'd even forgotten where, where John's site was at. Um, it wasn't until later on, and me and John reconnected, and I got back, and I saw that he had the, the pictures up there on the site and everything like that. So the first, the first go around, I, I almost call that kind of like my, uh, you know, um, the amateurs, you know, where I just—it uh, didn't even matter. It was just kind of a learning experience. And then what I got with Dominic Ford. Um, me and Dominic sat down and, and we spent about an hour or so trying to pick and pick and pull names that, you know, that have a, a kind of an enticing feel to them, um, but yet uh, haven't been used and abused out there. So Dominic Ford 110% totally came up with the ideas, which I was like, I like it. And we moved, so, we, you know, it went from the, the trying to figure out the first name and we got to Bryce. I liked it. Then, then, you know, we, 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 uh, just kind of kept trying to, uh, knock, you know, hit last names out. And eventually I think he came up with that one, that name too. And I was like, yeah, you know what? It's got a ring to it. It's not some crazy, like, you know, some crazy poor name, like Joe Biggs or, you know, some, you know, whatever the bit, you know, whatever the, some of these really crazy poor names are, you know, it's a name that, that has a nice smooth, Tone to it, so I, I liked it, and we went with it. And Dominic Ford helped me pick it out. And um, even though you know some some porn companies, when they chose your name, would actually make you 
give up your name if you were to leave them. And Dominic Ford was never like that. He's like, hey, good luck, you know, with, with uh, moving on. And, you know, of course, your name goes with you. So that, that was, that was kind of how it was chosen and how it stayed with me. Very nice, man. I think uh, it was a good choice. Certainly, I think suits your porn persona very well. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. How long... Well, actually, I think you answered this. Your exclusive contract with Dominic Ford was for a year, correct? Yeah, you know what? It was kind of open-ended. Um, it was kind of like I I agreed to just to stay with those guys for a while, and then um, there became a time where after some conversations between the both of us, we just decided that if I wanted to get out there and expand it, then I was more than welcome to. Um, and, and that's what I did. So it was after about a year or so of me working with those guys that, that I, I made that, that decision to move on. Okay. Very cool. And certainly it's been working well for you because you've been getting the chance to work with some of the, the, uh, biggest uh, companies not only on the web but as well as some of uh, the most acclaimed production companies so let's talk about scenes and being on set when you're on set what turns you on the most and what turns you off the most jeez what turns me on the most what turns me off the most um you know what turns me on the this is it's really I'm sorry it's going to be an answer that answers both at the same time the other model's attitude um, sometimes you walk into a set and without even saying a word to each other you just click you just feel that that energy that's coming in between you two and you, and you know it's going to be a good scene and sometimes you walk in and it's just a real awkward feeling and you, if you, you know things are not going to be smooth you don't have that feel for it um, so I would say more than anything, more than, than somebody's, you know, great abs or somebody's beautiful eyes or whatever body parts might turn somebody on. It's not about that with me. It's about, um, the, their presence and, and, and their, the way they, the way they, their persona, I think is the best way to say it. So I got to connect with them at that level before I feel like I, I, it's going to be a hot scene or not. That's understandable. Let's break a porn scene down. In a scene, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving oral? I like giving. In a scene, rimming, which do you enjoy the most, giving or receiving? Yeah, you know, there's one that's a little tough uh, for, for both myself and, the, and some of the producers in the porn industry. I'm not into rimming. I don't like to do it. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm down with it. If somebody wants to do it for me, I mean, it's kind of cool. I just... For some reason, I can't get past that. I'm not into it at all for the uh, giving part of it. Sorry for those of you who love to be friends. <laughs> In scenes, we've seen you top, we've seen you bottom, we've seen you do flip-flop scenes. So I want to get to know which you enjoy the most. Do you enjoy topping, bottoming, or flip-flopping the most? In scenes. Um. Wow. You know, I think it. I think it always makes for a hot scene. When you do a flip flop, I think a little bit of both. Um, I know a lot of people like to see bigger guys getting bottom. It's a good turn on for them, and it's also really hot if it if it works well for the scene. Um, I like it either way. Um, there's times when you know, there's times I'll be honest with you that I'd rather just do one or the other and not have to do both. Um, but you know, that being said, I think what makes for a hot scene and and 
and and really good visuals is is for both of you guys is for both of them to be able to flop full flop and, and just have a great hot scene where everybody's getting a little bit of it all you know in a scene what's your favorite sexual position and does that differ from your favorite sexual position off camera um wow you know <laughs> so there's like there's this big uh, I don't know what people think happens in, in our personal lives, but um, I'm such a plain Jane vanilla person in bed in real life, okay? Like, all these porn moves, and, you know, they look really great on film, but in actuality, they're not very comfortable. It's not comfortable to be copying when somebody's, you know, like when you got to be on your tippy toes for five minutes straight because of the position they're in or whatever, but it looks great, and it looks hot, and that's what makes hot porn. But in my own personal life, man, I, you know, I'm, I'm a straight, like, quick doggy style or, or missionary. You know, all the other crazy power drives or whatever, everything else that goes on, that, that's, that's quarantine action. That's not real life, you know? <laughs> and, of course, we all know how a scene ends with the pop shot, the cum shot. In a scene, where's your favorite place to shoot your load and where's your favorite place to take a load? Okay, so... Uh, some, some studios have rules about where this can go and where it can't go. So, um, that's why you may see some, some scenes where there's no load hitting on somebody's face and it's only on their chest or it's only on their back or something like that. Some studios have rules about what can go if, whether it can be in the mouth or whether it can't, things like that. Um, so whether it be rules or whether it just be the way that they feel their audience wants, um, Personally, I love to see facials. So, you know, facial me, facial them, I'll facial them. I, I think that's a really hot way to, to end a scene is when somebody gets it right in the face, a little bit in the mouth, maybe back and forth and stuff like that. So I think it's really hot. I think Michael Lucas and those guys over there at Lucas do a great job doing scenes just like that. Bryce Evans likes to make a mess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, who have been some of your most favorite performers to work with? Okay, so, um, well, I mean, uh, you know, in the beginning, I was with some pretty, pretty hot guys, you know, Topher, uh, Topher and, and a couple of those guys, uh, Tate Ryder, um, you know, a lot of guys that were pretty good names in the business, but I think looking back at things, I love Landon Conrad. Um, we've done, a couple different scenes together with a couple different companies. Um, you know, he's a big guy. He's a, he's a little bit bigger than me uh, in size statute. So, it, you know, it, I think it makes for a really hot scene, I think. Especially, like, when you see pictures, of, after, like, when we get back after the scene and we're looking at the stills, and we're like, I'm like, wow, those, they just come out with these incredible pictures of me and him, I think, together. So I, and, and it's actually hot. I mean, me and him just, like, click at that level. Um, and he's a super nice guy, so it's really easy to shoot with him. Plus, I, I love shooting. Uh, plus, I think he's hot anyway. Um, so, Man and Conrad's one. Um, you know, I uh, Johnny Rapid up there in Atlanta. We you know, shot with men. Um, you know, he's he's a little hotty back then. He still is a little hotty, um, and he can take it. He could take it good, you know. You could put twelve dicks in that ass, and he's uh, <laughs> he's he's smiling, uh, you know. That guy's a, that guy's a champ. Um, so you know, he was another one. And then I was just with this uh, shot with Dominic Ford 
and um, French Twink Studios. It was a dual production, and they had this guy, uh, uh, their exclusive from France that's over here on the tour, uh, Camille Kenza, another twink. And, um, you know, I don't know how well-known, he's not very well-known here in the States. Um, I think he's trying to make a presence over there in France, but that kid is hot. He's gorgeous, and he's, and he's an absolute babe. And I'll tell you what, man, I mean, yeah, people. If people are gonna should look out for that kid because he's a uh, he's a real hottie. Who haven't you worked with that you're looking forward to doing a scene with? Who's on your must do list? Well, you know, me and Armand Rizzo. Um, I love that little guy. Armand's such a little hottie, so cute. Um, you know, we we connected back on the set of Dominic Ford. So you think you can fuck season four? Um, he was on another team, so we weren't like able to have any sex scenes together. Um, but we connected on set and, you know, when you're on a force, especially when you're on location somewhere, you know, there's rules that go along with this. You know, you've got to have sex on video. So there's no sex off the video. If you want to make good sex on the video the next day, otherwise, you know, everybody's just having sex all the time and, you know, whatever. So, um, you know, we were like, it was like very like touch and go while during that, that, that time of shooting up there on location. And, you know, we hung out a couple of times after, after the shoot. And then just recently we were both on the set for uh, Lucas entertainment. Um, while we were on location there, we kind of crossed paths. Um, you know, I live in South Florida where Lucas came to. Um, so I was, you know, here quite frequently for the whole, for the whole, uh, shoot whereas Armand just flew in for two or three days um you know so we keep like crossing paths but we can never get there but I've been assured by more than one company that if I that me and him can uh have a scene together real soon so I think that's one to look forward forward to wow I think that scene is going to be electric certainly one to look forward to absolutely just out of curiosity since you are still I would say Maybe not a brand spanking new face in the industry, but you're still a fresh face. I mean, you haven't been in the game for that long. So I'm kind of curious to know, are there any performers whose career trajectories you sort of look up to and you aspire to achieve similar heights with your own career? Well, you know, um, I think that Trenton Ducati has really managed to... Mm -hmm. I can see where he's taking his poor career and transitioning into the business side of things as he gets older into the, into his career and he's looking to what happens after. Um, and I think I've, I had some discussions with him a while back about, about what he was doing. And I have like utmost respect for, for to see how he's going to transition later on and, and, and he's moving things. So he started, you know, his own, um, I think he's, he's working with, um, an agent where they've started Ducati models mm -hmm. on the West Coast. And, um, you know, so he's got that, and he's got a whole bunch of other little business things going on that, that, that delve around the industry. Um, you know, so I, I, I definitely respect uh, what he's done, I think, more than anybody else I've ever really talked to. You know, everybody else I talk to, they have – thoughts about what they want to do, but they're not putting it into action. And, I, and he's actually not just an idea man. I mean, he's actually putting things in action to make make a, a an after career in this industry. So I would say him. Yeah. 
for sure. Good choice. Overall, who has possessed the biggest dick that you've had to take on in a scene? You know, there's there's been some big ones. Um, sometimes it's not even a length; it's the width that gets you. You know, it's the girth. You're like you're like I can take the length. It's the girth that sometimes really gets you. Um, but there was a scene with this guy named Trey Turner uh, who had a pretty big dick, I think, if I remember correctly. And back then, I hadn't done many bottom scenes. So um, whether or not he was the biggest or not, he was definitely, um, I would definitely say that I was the most anxious uh, about that scene. I was both excited to try it, but also a little nervous about the size, um, having been not bottoming much by that point in my career. Um, so that, I think I would, that's the name that stands out when somebody asks me that question. There's been a trend of double penetration in scenes recently. There are a lot of production companies that are doing a lot of double penetration scenes. Is that something that you would be game to try, or is that something that uh, might be a little bit too much for you? Well, you know, this is the thing. Um, I never say never, because then you're locked into that never, and then people come back and say, I remember when you would never. So I don't ever want to say never, but I think at this point right now, um, you know, it doesn't do anything for me um, in the sense that, you know, I, honestly, I'm really tight. If you if you interview anybody else that's ever popped on me, they will tell you that I'm extremely tight. I mean, I literally have to walk around with a butt plug for like an hour before a scene just to make oh, sure wow. like, everything goes smoothly. For some reason, that thing just bounces right back. So I would, I would, probably both find it a little bit painful and it probably couldn't even happen at this point, a double penetration. I mean, I, I can only imagine what I would have to do to get that thing wide enough for two dicks in there <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> Bryce Evans has that Venus flytrap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you watch your own scenes or films? Is that something that you do? Or are you the type of person that uh, tries to avoid watching his own productions? Yeah, you know what? That's a great question because, you know, you, you don't, you, you almost don't want to watch it because you don't want to be overcritical of yourself. I mean, I will watch other scenes of other people, but you know what? I, I really don't watch my own scenes and it's because I just don't want to, I don't want to nitpick myself. Once I've done the scene, I know that the, the editors and the, and the producers and, and the directors and, 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 and the models, we've all done our best to make it look good. Um, and they're only going to put forth the best, the best, best stuff that's out there. Um, that being said, I, I don't personally like to, to watch my own scenes only because of, I, I will nitpick and then, I, then it'll be in my head. And then on the next scene, I'll be like, dude, remember, remember that last scene, what you did wrong. And then eventually I'll just have all these ideas in my head that I, I don't feel like I'll have a clear head. So I, with a clear conscious, I go from scene to scene and not not go back and and money you know Monday morning quarterback it I guess you would mm, say you know yeah. What has been one of the funniest things that has ever happened to you on set? What has been one of the funniest things that's ever happened to me on a set? Wow. Um, geez. Well, that's throwing me for a loop. I don't know. I. uh, 
you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of one of those people that walk onto a set and while I, while I'm, while I have a great time doing it, I think I just, I just there and I'm focused and I, you know, it's, there's not a lot of like, everybody's there because listen, at the end of the day, this production costs a lot of money and people are, there's not just two models that are having sex. There's a whole production team. So, uh, and then there's studio time and things like that. So I think that a lot of the horse playing and all that kind of stuff, um, there isn't as much of that going on, at least on the films that I do. Um, so, I, you know, there's no practical jokes happening or anything like that that I've ever been experienced. Um, so I don't know, man. You know, I, 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 nothing's jumping out of me. Why don't you come back later? Maybe I can think of something. But for now, I would say I've just, I've not really had too many, like, over-the-top, funny, hu- humorous experiences. It's just a straight, straight scenes. Let's do it. Well, what about embarrassing situations? Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you on set? Um, geez. Well, if it's embarrassing, why would I tell you guys? <laughs> that would be really embarrassing. Now, um, I don't know. You know, again, I'm, um, I'm, uh, I'm at a loss for words on this one. I, uh, if I, if I, you know, again, I'm just a straight shooter. I walk on the set and, you know, we 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 and ha ha a little bit. Have everybody's kind of like on you know kind of warm friendly terms, but it's it's like what are I'm about? I really I walk in and, and I and I am about what's going to happen in the scenes and and what's going to be the best angles for for this or what that. You know, I'm more like I feel like I like to be in like the director's head and I, and so I'm focused when I'm on set and you know I I I I don't I come on and I'm ready to go and I, I you know I'm. I've slept really well the night before. I'm not out partying the night before, so there's not like anything going on, you know, that that's out of character for me. I'm just so I'm a straight shooter, and I, nothing nothing out of the norm has ever really happened. I'm sorry for a boring answer here, but I I really can't pinpoint an embarrassing moment for myself. I can tell you some others for other actors, but that's, that's, that's those are stories for another time. <laughs> What's the craziest thing that you've done in a scene? What's something that after the scene was done, you're like, wow, I can't believe I just did that. Um, let's see. Well, I mean, you know, the, the scene I did with Trey Turner when we were in a steam room, um, like a sauna, and, you know, power draw, you know, the positions we were in mm-hmm. and things like that, I thought that that was like, you know, I, I was. I, I think that really amazed me that, first of all, that um, that we were able to pull it off and pull it off well. And, it, and not only was it enjoyable, but it, it looked really hot on film too. So you know, I would definitely say the positions, some of the positions I was doing with Trey Turner, and uh, and I think that was. I don't, I don't want to say the name of the, uh, the name of that movie because I can't recall exactly. I hate to to say the wrong one, but um, it was definitely a Dominic Ford production, I know that. How old were you when you saw a porn film for the first time? <laughs> Probably like, I think, you know, I think my, it was at my friend's house, my neighbor, and it was in his mom and dad's room, and he's like, come here, and we were like, probably, God, eight or nine years old, maybe, who knows, it was, I was young, real young, so young that I wasn't ready to like, it didn't turn me on. You know what I mean? Like, I wasn't even at that point in life where that was, like, excitable to me. I was just like, what is that? Gross. You know? <laughs> um, so that was my first experience with it. And then, um, 
then my dad had like my dad must have had uh, boxes and boxes of playboys and penthouses and hustlers um, that I discovered when I was like 11 or 12 years old. And boy, did I have a field day through my early teenage years, man. I mean, this guy, he had them in the attic and all kinds of stuff. I, I mean, he had them hidden everywhere. And I found them all, boy. I, I, knocked, I, I, I knocked every every one of them people off in those magazines through my teenage years. <laughs> I believe it. Now it's time for the big question, the question I'm sure a lot of your hardcore fans and supporters are dying to know. How much is Bryce Evans packing? Okay, so... Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm good for the average guy. I'm, I'm at six and a half. Um, you know, I'm not by no means like a huge packing porn star where some guys are really, really big, but I mean, I definitely have enough to, to, to make the video look good. <laughs> do you do anything in particular to maintain a consistent pop shot to make sure that the cum load is good in the scenes that you do? Yeah. So, you know, when, when we have videos that are coming up, um, you know, I, I, I refrain from having sex in my personal life um, so that I'm, I, I can give it my all in a video. Um, you know, there's times when we when a production studio might be a, you might be on location, so you'll do quite a few videos back to back to back, not in the same day, but day after day after day. So some of those look really great, and others are a little bit less, um, less fulfilling, you could say. Um, but what... I would say the most um, is that, you know, there's supplements out there you can take, you know, that, that help, help, you know, increase things. So if anybody's looking to help increase like their sperm load and all that kind of stuff, things like zinc um, is a good thing to take. So, I, you know, I pop a lot of zinc during the day um, so I can keep those levels up and ready so that as much as possible these scenes can look right, you know. What I want to do right now is uh, veer into some serious questions about some of uh, the issues in the adult industry. And I want to start off this set of questions with a question about family. Does your family know about your career in the gay adult industry? And if so, how do they feel about it? Okay, so, um, you know, uh, I've moved from, from... My family doesn't know. No, they don't. I, you know, I got kind of a uh, very conservative family. Um, so, if I, you know, what the Internet's a beast. Eventually somebody might see something, and I'll have to be prepared that day. To, and, I, and I, you know what, I'll be honest with you, I, I think they'll be fine with it. They'll be, a, you know, it, it'll be what it is. But I, I'm not going there. I'm not, I'm not going and telling them that. In fact, you know, at this point, my mom's still wondering why I'm not married to a nice little Jewish girl. Okay, so if that tells you a little bit about where I'm at with my parents in this whole thing, I hope that puts it out there, you know, I don't even think they know that I like guys, so um, that being said, they don't know, and most of my friends I have now know me as working in this industry, but there's still some old school friends from high school and things like that that I talk to every twice a year, maybe, or a text once a year or something like that, and I've never, never told them, and they've never asked, and if it comes up, then fine, yeah, that's me, but um, yeah, there's some people that, that know me as, as me, my personal side, and then there's others that know what I do and, and uh, that. But my family, no, they don't know. What is your opinion on the popularity of bareback porn in the gay adult industry? Okay, so, you know, um, this is the thing. Um, 
you know, you've got testing that happens. Um, and now you've got these new drugs out there on the market, the PrEP, the Travada, that helps the prevention of uh, the transfer of AIDS. So there's nothing 100% safe. But I think that if you're going to get any closer to having sex, I mean, you know, you can't get much closer than, than you are today. Um, given the amount, given the type of drugs that are out there for the prevention of, of the transference of AIDS and the type of testing that can be done. So <clears throat> in the industry, most studios require um, bona fide, like verifiable testing for both STDs and HIV. Um, so, you know, as for me, I've got a policy where I don't shoot with positive actors um, knowingly, um, which means that, you know, they have to take a test. Uh, even though, I, you know, listen, I'm on Truvada. I take the medication. As it stands right now, I don't necessarily feel comfortable yet. I don't know enough about, um, you know, I, I haven't done enough research to say I, I would be comfortable with a po HIV positive actor in a scene. Um, so I, I'm not, I, I've, I haven't had, I haven't done that. Um, but I think, you know, listen, there's, there's some that, that are turned off by it, but there's a lot that, that they really want to see it, you know? And, um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, as long as everybody's come to the table and they're comfortable with what, what is going to happen. And they're, they're comfortable that the testing that they want is complete. Um, then why not? I mean, listen, we're all adults. We all make decisions, um, based upon what we feel comfortable with and shit, go for it as far as I'm concerned. I appreciate the honesty and the candor. Good answer. You recently started doing bareback scenes. What led to your decision to go bareback? Um, well, there you go. So, listen, I had heard about Truvada and the prep and things like that. Um, but once it wasn't until that I, I went and I had the doctor prescribe me the medication. I spoke with my doctor, and I felt comfortable in knowing that if I were on this medication, it would help in the prevention of AIDS. Um, almost to the point where it's impossible. It's not, you know, nothing's impossible in life, okay? But the, the benefits totally outweigh the risks as far as um, the possibility of, of con contracting something. Now, listen, STDs are another thing, you know, but they're very treatable, and, and, you know, I've never, believe it or not, I've never had an STD. But that being said, you know, if you catch a chlamydia or some, whatever, the gonorrhea or whatever, you know, listen, you take an antibiotic, you stay away from sex for a couple of weeks, and you're fixed and you're fine and you go back to life. Um, you know, but the more long-term things like the HIV, um, you know, that's, as far as, as far as I'm concerned, once I learned that about this new drug that was out there on the market, and I got on that, and I was on it for a long enough period of time that um, I could safely have sex um, without condoms, um, at that point, that was when I chose to, to, to enter into the, the bareback scene. And, uh, you know, Michael Lucas, uh, obviously is, is, um, is the first bareback studio I have shot with. Uh, well, actually, let me back up. I did one, one bareback scene a couple of years, uh, right in the beginning when I first left Dominic Ford with a place called Masquerade Man. It was like kind of a fetish site where these, where you wear like these big masks, um, and stuff. So a lot of like undercovers, undercover straight guys, I guess you would say, 
through this site because you can't really see their face. So, you know, they're like, they get to go on the site and wear a mask and have sex with other guys and, you know, nobody can really tell it to them unless, of course, they have an identifiable tattoo or something like that. But, um, you know, so outside of that one time I did, um, and of course we were both tested and it was, it was something I, I, I after the fact, I, I decided it wasn't, it wasn't safe. It, I didn't feel like I was, that it was worth it. Um, you know, so I went back to condom only shooting. Um, and then when I, when I was approached by Lucas Entertainment to do this and Michael Lucas introduced me to the possibility of this, this Truvada, um, you know, I went and met with the doctors and made a conscious decision that I felt safe doing it with the medication and got back to Michael and, uh, you know, said, let's do it. And that's why I was shooting this last, excuse me, these last couple of weeks with Lucas Entertainment on the bear vaccines and why I feel comfortable today doing it. I would say about five years ago, if performers did bear back, there was a lot of pushback from the industry. A lot of uh, studios did not want to work with performers that also did bareback. A lot of sort of fellow performers like really looked down upon performers that did bareback, but a lot has changed in the industry. Performers now can regularly go regularly go from doing bareback to condom scenes, condom scenes to bareback, and a lot of production companies, like you mentioned, Lucas Entertainment, have focused on the bareback genre and have you know lucas was a condom only studio and all of a sudden it turned bareback when you decided to do bareback was there at all a conscious decision of like oh you know what are the fans gonna think or because the times have kind of changed in the industry was that not even a factor you know as far as no you know that's a great, mm-hmm. that's, that's a great question and i know where you're going with that Bobby. the thing is is this i have a great advisor um that that helps me make decisions like that um howard over at fab scout so if anybody's interested in, 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 in entering into this industry i definitely advise them to to have somebody that's got the experience in the industry to help you make decisions that won't hurt you in the long run uh, because don't chase that paycheck because in the long run you might not have the paycheck following up on it let's say because like you said that there are some studios that once you've crossed that line, won't have you back. Um, so nowadays, you don't see. I I was I don't see almost. I don't. I'm not aware of any studios anymore that won't shoot with you if you've done bareback. Um, whereas you're right. Years ago, to my understanding, because I wasn't involved five years ago, but to my understanding, there was definitely a red line that was drawn in the sand. You did it or you didn't do it. And if you did it, you can't come back and shoot with us. Um, and then of course, every actor, even today still has that right to choose who they shoot with and who they don't, whether you're signed exclusive with a studio or not, you're always given the option of, you know, here's a list of scene partners. Who will you work with? Who will you not? Um, you know, so you can do your, you know, you can do your own investigating and find out what this person's track record is and where they've been. And if you feel comfortable with that person's past, then you don't have to shoot with them, uh, you know? So uh, the industry works really well to make sure everybody's comfortable, um, yet still be able to provide a product that everybody wants to see. Um, you know, there's a lot of studios out there right now that, that have at one point been condom only and switched over. You know, Randy Blue, I think, uh, you know, Sean Cody, those guys, 
um, you know, obviously Lucas. And, you know, there's a trend to see, and there's some companies that it's killing them not to go bareback. I know that they, they argue in their head, they go back and forth, and they're like, I just, I, you know, we've just only done condom only for so long. I, I, I would feel, I just, I want to go bareback because I can see the industry moving that way, but I don't want my, my viewers to, to be upset because there are some viewers who, who are dead set on only safe sex scenes. And there are some that are like, Oh, come on, get, get over it. Have, let's, let's see some bareback action. So, you know, that there's, um, there's some studios that, that just wish that they could take it to that next level. I don't want to say next level because it's not, one's not better than the other, you know, but there's definitely some that would like a hybrid. I guess you could say some scenes where there's kind of only somewhere there's bareback, but I think that because, They've got their member base um, for their for their sites. They're afraid to lose some members. Whereas, you know, I look, you know, I'm an actor. I'm not a businessman on this side, but I do have a business background. And for some of these sites to, I think they're afraid that there'll there'll be a significant drop in the in the loyal condom only fans if they went to bareback. Now they might pick up a lot more bareback fans as the months go on. Um, once people learn that this, this site is now bareback, but, um, you know, that means they have to weather the next couple months and still be able to pr put production out there and still be able to pay their actors while their, while the membership kind of changes dynamics and demographics, I guess you would say. Um, so I, you know, I hope that was, uh, I hope I helped answer your question there. <laughs> you did actually, that was a very good answer. Let's move away from the serious questions and let's talk about escorting. How did you get involved in escorting? Okay, so um, I it never even occurred to me to do escorting the first couple of years I was involved in this. Um, it was a year ago. I was on set and one of the actors I was working with was like, oh, my client's this, my client's that. And I was like, your clients? And he's like, yeah, my escorting clients. So I was like, oh, wow, this is a great way to, to, to not only meet some of your fans because fans love it, love the, the one-time opportunity to meet with you. And they're willing to, you know, I mean, it, not only is it an opportunity for them to meet with you, but, you know, they get to have sex and everything. So, um, you know, it was a year ago or so. I did it for a month. I put an ad out there on a couple of the sites out there, Rent Boy, Rent Men, things like that. And I did it for a month, and my phone blew up. It was incredible. Um, and then after that month, I had I was I had plans to leave. I was leaving to go out of the country on some va on vacation and things like that, on a long longer term vacation. It was a few months that I was going to be out of the country. And when I got back, um, I you know I started talking to studios again for setting up times for productions and things. And um, in the meantime, because production schedules are further out you know if i call if we talk today about a scene it's not really going to happen for a month or two because schedules have already been made um so i in the meantime i was like well what can i do to you know come up with some extra money at the time and i was like wow you know that escorting thing i did a month last year really took off why don't i try that again so since january of this year i've been out there doing some escorting work and um you know i, I live in the south florida market so i'm anywhere between west palm and Miami, and that's a that's a that's a given. I can I can be on the spot, and then I do have clients on the West Coast, Naples, 
Tampa and Orlando, things like that, where I'll set up, um, you know, like a weekend or something like that, where I'll go up to Orlando and I'll meet with some clients during those during that time. What request do you get the most from your clients? You know, it it varies, man. You know, it really varies. There's some that aren't really into sex as much as they are body worshiping and things like that. Um, there's some that can't wait to, to top you. Um, you know, uh, there's a lot that want to be topped. I would say that a lot of my clients tend tend to want to want to be topped. Um, but you know, I I've had clients that are into everything. And you know, there's one thing I've learned in this industry is there's a fetish for everything. So you know, you never feel uncomfortable asking an escort if they're. If, if they, if they will do this or they will do that. Um, because, you know, the one thing I want is to make sure that we all understand what's going to happen when I get there. Um, you know, I don't want somebody to expect some really far out thing, and I, I'm not into that. And then we have to break it off and nothing happened or somebody feels like they didn't get what they were really wanting. So, you know, and for those and those listeners out there that, uh, you know, that they want they want certain things, that are outside the scope of a, a typical, uh, you know, sexual experience. You know, let your escorts know what you want and what you expect up front. And believe it or not, man, we've heard it all. I've, I've heard everything. There's a fetish for everything, like I said. Nothing's too embarrassing to talk about. You know, just get it out there and let's see if, if it's going to be excitable and enjoyable and, and if we can do it. What has been an unusual request from a client? Um, you know, I've got clients that, well, not clients, but I've had one or two that want to go to like a store and have sex or something like that. They want to go to Target. In fact, just last week, somebody asked me like, you know, we had sex and they're like, hey, after, or we were about to, and they're like, after, do you want to go to like Target and do it again? I was like, uh, do you have bond money right now? <laughs> you know, I mean, I, there's, you know, there's something that, you know, I just don't think is appropriate. Um, you know, while exciting as it might be, um, things that are totally illegal and could label you for the rest of your life as, as a, and I have to register with like the states because I'm some kind of sexual deviant, I'm not really into. So if you want to have sex in stores in public, that's not for me. But um, that being said, I, I do understand where people people like the excitement or something like that, you know. I mean, I've had sex in, like, the ocean in front, not in front of people, but while people were around, whether they were in the water next to us or they're on the beach. And I, there is a little bit of a, there is that excitement level that can be there while, to have, like, sex in public and things like that. But, you know, there, you got to draw a line somewhere, I think, and, and that's that's one of them that I draw a line on. Has there ever been a time when you didn't feel safe with a client? Well, I remember the first time I walked in and my client was bigger than me. And I mean bigger in the sense more muscular, taller, bigger guy. I mean, this guy was like a linebacker, okay? He was like 220 pounds, like 6'1" and just jacked up and I was like at first I thought like I was the wrong guy I was like I was like no uh, you know I, I really felt uncomfortable I really felt like um, you know I had never met this individual 
I don't know what's going to happen when I walk. You, you never know what's going to happen. You know, that's the thing about escorting and these type of things is, you know, you never really know. There's, there is a slight danger to, to doing this. Um, you know, like, I don't take drinks from people. Um, you know, who knows what somebody put in a drink. You know, if somebody, if somebody offers me a drink and they don't have a bottle of water with a top that's still sealed, unfortunately, until I get to know that person, uh, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna accept it. You know. I mean. I, I might accept it, but I won't drink it. Just to, you know. Just to be friendly. I don't want to start off on the wrong foot. But you know, there's things that you should be. You know, if there's any potential escorts out there, or somebody in the industry thinking about getting involved in, you know, be careful. There's there's definitely people out there that will do things that um, that could be potentially dangerous. But that being said, yeah, the, the time when I walk in this guy six, you know, six one, six two. Jacked up 220 pounds, and I look at this guy, and I'm like, oh, my God, he is going to manhandle the shit out of me, you know, and he was popping me, and he was huge. Yeah, I mean, when you ask who the biggest dick was, you, know, you ask who the biggest porn star, I think, was. This guy was like, this guy was a beast, he, and he really, really, I mean, he was a physical guy in bed, too, you know, but at the end of the day, I still talked to him probably once a month, just, you know, we text, and... Uh, he's a really cool guy, and and, and I'm glad that it worked out. And in fact, I'm going to be seeing him again for I haven't seen him in about a year in this capacity because uh, we just haven't crossed paths. But I'll be seeing him again on uh, this coming up Monday, so it'll be real interesting to see him again. And this time, I will feel totally comfortable because now I know him. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Is there anything that you wouldn't do for your client? Rim. <laughs> Rim, um, uh, you know, listen, at the end of the day, um, you know, there's definitely some, like, you know, I don't want, I, unfortunately, I know it's really hot, but I don't want, I don't want anybody to blow the load in my mouth or something like that, you know, because, look, I, I have to be careful, not only for my own personal health, but for the health of others that I'm going to be with. You know, I am tested regularly. And I, what I mean regularly, like, probably every 14 days or so, I'm getting retested. But somewhere in between that time, I could have potentially caught something and transferred it to the next person. So if I'm not careful in doing things that are unsafe, or it, not only for myself, I got to think of this person, the next person down the road, whether it be an actor or a private client or somebody like that. So I'm only into safe sex, and I'm only into things that won't, you know, put the least amount of risk of any kind of transference of an STD actor. For those out there that are tuning in and might be interested in contacting you for your services, how would they go about uh, doing that? Okay, so there's a number of ways to get in touch with me. Um, you can find me on both Rent Boy and Rent Men. Um, those are two internet sites. You can find me on my own personal website, which is Bryce Evans. XXX, so that's Bryce Evans, triple X dot net. Um, and from there, you can hit the contact me page and you can leave uh, an anonymous, you know, basically just an email kind of message. Or if you want, you can text me um, or call me at 571 364 5133. Very cool. Let's move away from the escorting questions. Let's talk a bit more about you. How often do you work out? And do you consistently have to watch what you eat in particular when you have a shoot coming up? Okay, yeah. So um, I pretty much look the same every day. 
I don't really change much as far as my looks, um, only because I've been doing this for so long. I, I don't mean uh, the porn industry. I mean working out and, and, and a fit lifestyle. Um, you know, so I work out probably 26 or 27 out of 30 days in a month. Um, I might work out 10 straight days in a row. Um, maybe 14 days. I only take a day off when I absolutely feel like I can't get up and get into the gym. Um, you know, uh, and that being said, you know, the diet for those individuals out there that want to know how, how do you really stay fit and how do you look good? It's 90% diet, 10% gym. You know, I got guys, I, you know, I'll be in a gym and, and, and these guys will come up and they'll be like, Bro, what's going on? I, you know, I just spent I spent two, three hours a day in here. I don't understand how come I'm not getting ripped. Hey, by the way, you want to go out and get a pizza after? You know, and I'm like, there you go. That's the reason. You're eating pizza, bowls of spaghetti, you know, at 10 o'clock at night, and your diet's like crap, and it doesn't matter how long you spend in the gym because you're not putting the right type of nutrients in your body, and you're not eating properly. Um, so it's all, I mean, 90% diet is, is, is how you're going to stay fit and look good, and do I have to alter my, my diet prior to scenes? Um, only, only in the fact that, um, you know, a lot of times I won't eat very much at all the day of a scene, um, just so that I have a nice lean look and I don't have a bloated look. Um, you know, so you don't, and also, especially if you're having, if you're bottoming and things like that, you know, um, you want to be careful what, what you eat the night before. <laughs> so. To shave or not to shave, that is the question. And yes, I'm talking about down there, and just manscaping in general. Okay, so that's a great question. Um, and in my own personal life, I prefer to shave, I, I, um, and I definitely manscape for sure. Um, not shaved bald, but, you know, very trimmed up and, and close-cropped almost. But for movies, they tend to want more hair. Um, and, you know, thinking that, if you think about it, you know, even though you personally don't like it when you're when you're having sex with somebody, when you're watching it, I think hair is actually a turn on. Um, so I understand that studios want us not to be shaved up as much. Um, so you know, I I tend to have a little bit more hair than I want at times. Um, but yeah, you know, it, it, look if you're not shooting porn or something like that, man, I, I definitely think I think you know, manscape yourself, man. In your opinion, what part of your body is the sexiest and why? Abs. I think I think my abs probably tend to be the sexiest. You know, I uh, I think that's the biggest draw. And I think that's the biggest draw for me when I look at somebody else. Um, you know, that's the body part that, that that's the core of the individual, I think. And if you've got good abs, everything else kind of forms around it. You know, I don't have the best chest. In fact, I've got an upper chest. That is the most stubborn thing in the world. I can't get that thing to get to grow for anything. Okay. But because my abs are typically usually pretty good, um, and that overcomes uh, the fact that I have a smaller chest. Um, you know, so when you're looking at body parts, I would definitely say my abs, I think, stand out the most for me. And that's what I look for in other individuals. I, that and legs. Let me just say this real fast. Okay. Listen, don't get the chicken leg effect. Nobody likes to see a huge guy big as hell up top and they got these little itty bitty chicken legs. Okay, you look silly. So, you know, you always gotta remind the individual when they especially someone that's just starting to work out, 
uh, don't forget to work out and train your legs, you know, um, because by the time you realize your legs are, are, are small, it's too late. You've already got the chicken leg effect, and it's a very long process to catch up. On the flip side of that question, in your opinion, what part of your body do you like the least and why? Um, my upper chest. I, I constantly battle this, this, this chest of mine. You know, I've got, I got, I, my, my shoulders, my arms are, are pretty big. So when, when you attach that to this chest of mine, I feel like my chest, like, is just like this little flat thing that won't grow. It's stronger than hell. You know, I can bench press a ton, but I, it just doesn't grow. So, you know, it's a stubborn part of my body. Some people just have those stubborn parts. Everybody's got one stubborn part that they feel that they can't get to where they want it to be. And I would definitely say it's my chest in that capacity. In your personal life, what is your sexual role? Because we talked earlier about flip-flopping and topping and bottoming and the stuff that you do in your scenes. In your personal life, though, do you see yourself more as a top, more as a bottom, or are you purely verse? Um, you know, I, I tend to top a lot uh, in my personal life, a lot more than I bottom. Um, you know, I, when I'm in a relationship, the, the, the few I've been in, um, I've been a top. Um, but that being said, you know, uh, there's definitely times where I like to get bottom. I like, I like to be the bottom. Um, you know, it's, it, so my person, I, when I say I'm versatile, I, I really am. I mean, am I versatile one direction or the other? Yeah, I'm more top than I am a bottom. Um, but there's times when, man, I just want to get fucked. And there's other times where I want to fuck, you know, so that's, that's pretty much where I'm at. <laughs> Do you get into any kinds of fetishes? I know that you've done a little bit of fetish work before. You've been on the website myfriendsfeet.com. So you have done like fetishy type of stuff, and you mentioned masquerade men with the masks and that kind of thing. But in right. your personal life, do you get into any kinds of fetishes? Yeah, you know, I think like in the beginning, we kind of had this conversation about you know what I'm into and what I'm not. And the thing is, is that I am playing Jane Vanilla. You know, I will try anything, and I will even do it just for the other. You know, if my partner is into something and that's what they like, then I'm into it. I'll do it for them. But do I, like, am I a foot guy? Like, am I really, truly, like, is that my fetish? No, but I definitely see where this excites people. I mean, you know, at first I was totally, like, not into the foot thing. Now I'm, like, accepting it, you know, I mean, to the fact where, you know what, it's actually kind of cool in its own little way. Do I do that personally every day of my life? No. But when I'm at, on the set of those guys up there, um, at my friend's seat, uh, uh, when I'm there, you know, I'm like, wow, this is kind of cool, you know, I, do, I can get into this. So, you know, like I said, plain Jane, vanilla kind of guy, I'm, you know, I'm just your normal person in, in real life and in bed. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as like in porn acting and things like that, I, I get it. I understand the fetishes and what turns people on and I'm cool with that. Let's go back in time. How and when did you lose your virginity? And let's talk about your, both of your first, cause you had a first time with a woman and a first time with a man. Right. Right. So, uh, my first time, <laughs> okay. So like. I had one of those, like, kind of really weird first times with a girl kind of thing. Um, I actually had this, 
this thing where this guy liked to watch me fuck his wife. And I was like a 13, 14-year-old kid. His wife was like 19 or 20, and he was like a 40-year-old guy, okay? Um, look, don't let your ask how this happened, how it started to happen. It just happened at one point. And this went on for probably the next year. Well, I was banging this guy's wife, and he was loving, loving watching it. And I was, and even though it was like, you know, in today's terms, it's a little, you know, it's a little out there. I was a little young to be with somebody a little bit older. You know what, man? Every boy that's 13 or 14 year old, years old is looking to bang an older chick, man. I don't care. Man, you know, there's, a, there's this whole societal thing that goes on about, you know, like when can somebody really make a decision? I'll tell you what, when you're a 13 or 14 year old boy, your decisions are made. You know exactly what you're doing and you don't give a fuck how old they are. You just want to fuck something. You know, so, um, yeah, so that was like my first experience with a female. And then, you know, obviously when I got into the high school and things like that, I was, you know, I, I was a fuck machine, man. I was banging everything I could get my hands on. Um, and then in college is when I had my first, uh, experience with a guy. And, uh, you know, I got, I had one of those, like, did not jump right into it kind of things. Um, you know, I, I got together, like, I, you know, like I was at a club doing like the rave thing. Um, you know, all, you know, I was going down that ecstasy road, I guess you could say, you know, and things happen when you're on that kind of things. And, you know, that's kind of what I got, where I felt like my comfort zone come in and I started, you know, kissing and, and hooking up with guys in that sense. And then, um, you know, probably two or three different times I just did some kissing and, and body feeling and things like that. And then I got into some oral, where I did oral and it was like, I only did oral for like, I did oral for a few years where like I never really had anal sex or anything. Um, it wasn't until a few years later after my first uh, experience in college that I actually took the plunge and lost my, my virginity in that sense, I guess you would say. Tell me something quirky about yourself that most people don't know. Something unique about Bryce Evans. Wow, what, uh, something unique about me, you know, I, uh, I'm just an overall nice guy, you know, I'm very approachable, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm truly like, I truly enjoy what I'm doing and I truly appreciate, uh, my fans and, and the people that support us, you know, the people that, that, um, that are here and they're, and they're, they've got the memberships on the site because it's, it's because of them that we're able to, to, to keep working and keep putting out films and doing things that turn people on, uh, you know, so just in a, in, a, in a real broad sense, you know, look, if I'm in public and I'm with somebody, you know, be discreet because you never know who, who, who I'm with or whatever, you know, I might be with somebody that totally knows what I do. I might not be, um, you know, so if you recognize me and you want to say hi or something like that, man, by all means, come up and say hi, but don't, say, oh, you had a great sex scene with such and such the last time I saw her, you know, right in front of another person. So be discreet in how you, and how you do things. But I'm a very nice guy. I, I appreciate all my fans. I appreciate, you know, I'm grounded. Um, I don't care if I become the number one guy in the industry. I will always know where I came from, and I will always be a grounded person. You know, I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative of, of my fans. Describe yourself in 10 words or less. Guy next door that you wouldn't expect has a freaky side. Bam. How many, how many words is that? <laughs> Guy next door doesn't have. I a think that's exactly side. ten. 
I don't know. <laughs> As we start wrapping things up, I have this list of uh, pop culture-oriented questions. It's a set of five, and they're basically designed to allow the listeners and your fans to get to know some of your favorites. Here's the first one. What are five of your most favorite TV shows? <laughs> okay, so Friends. I love Friends. Uh, I mean, not Friends. Uh, oh, God, the Seinfeld. Well, why did I say Friends? Friends is all right. I could put that on a list, but it's not like my top one. Um, so I love Seinfeld, Friends. Um, and then, you know, I get into, like, I love Law & Order. I could watch Law & Order all day, every day, which happens to be the case uh, in times, you know, because I don't care what, where you're at. It's on a channel every, on, on TV. It's like on like 12 different channels all day long. You can't not want to be able to watch Law & Order when you want to. Um, so, you know, I got those shows. And then um, I'm like a real big time crime drama kind of person. So I like like ID channel where it's like Dateline and and uh, 2020 kind of kind of shows with breaking down like a who did it kind of murder mystery you know kind of thing so those are really cool who are four of your all-time favorite music artists um you know I just like music I mean I, God, you're gonna put me on the spot here who are, I, I hate it when people say who are your favorites and then they ask for more than one because now I really gotta think um <laughs> You know, look, at, at the end of the day, there's a band that's called Sublime. Um, I grew up listening to them. I actually love their, their music. Um, you know, you can get into, um, <laughs> this will take you back. You know, I really like, um, like, the Beatles, stuff, stuff like that sometimes. You know, like, old older music. I like a gender, I like a little bit out of every gender, to be, to be honest with you. I can listen to country. I can listen to, you know, today, what I listen to the most, um, is electronic dance music, EDM. Um, you can, if you get in my car, you will find that it's on channel, you know, BPM radio station on the satellite thing or whatever with the dance music kicking that most of, most of the time it's just good high energy music, you know? So I think those, that type of music is what I'm into. I don't, I can't really identify individual artists as much as I can, just genders, you know? I, I really like the EDM at this point, I think. What are three of your most favorite films? Braveheart's my favorite. I love Braveheart. I could watch that a thousand times. Um, uh, cocktail. I like Cocktail. Tom Cruise. Um, and then, jeez, I don't know. That's my third one. Yeah, there's... there's there's, I don't know. There's, there's other ones out there. I, gosh, I wish I wish I had known the question beforehand. You got, you know, you put me on the spot. And I have to think through all these questions about what I really like. You know what's going to happen? I can't come up with it now. And then when we're done and the interview's over, I'm going to be like, damn it! I knew I wanted to say that movie, or you know, whatever. So <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think of someone popping at this point right now. You know, I, 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 there's so many other ones out there that kind of add to the list. But I would definitely say Braveheart and Cocktail are, like, right on the top. What are two foods you can't live without? Chicken. And fish. I like chicken and fish, man. And I mean it. Like, you know, some people will say, like, chocolate or ice cream or this or that. Man, when I say that this is, like, I eat that kind of stuff and I enjoy it, I really, truly love eating healthy and, and that's what I'm down with, so... Can I add one more to the list? Blueberries. I love frozen blueberries. 
I eat like frozen blueberries with everything. Like I can't like cottage cheese or whatever it be or protein shakes. So you can't find me with a protein shake that doesn't have frozen blueberries in it. And what is one of your guilty pleasures? One of my guilty pleasures. Um, Choose coffee. Oh no! Where, where, where do I start? You know. <laughs> uh, ah, fuck! I'm lost. I'm at a loss of words here. Help me out. <laughs> Help me out, audience. What what would be one of my guilty pleasures? You know, I mean, look. At the end of the day, the fact that I get to have, that I get paid to have sex with some of the hottest people in the world. I mean, who does that? Is a that is a pleasure in and of itself. You know. I think that that's probably my quick answer for this. Okay. I accept it. Let's talk about tattoos. Uh, how many tattoos do you have and what are they of? Okay, so um, over over a period of a number of years, I had, I had a few different tattoos put on. Um, I started off with my left shoulder. I have a Greek god of the ocean, surrounded by kind of like a sea dragon kind of concept. Um, you know, that represents growing up in Florida where I had always had an appreciation for the water, um, you know, so whether it be Neptune in your Roman history or whether it be Poseidon in your Greek, um, a little bit of, you know, a little bit of, uh, I'm, I'm just throwing, like, my respect out to the water and the, and the powers to be in the ocean, um, you know, having been an avid surfer, surfer and stuff. And then I got some tribal on my back, on the lower back. It's just like a tribal, like, desert scorpion kind of thing coming out of a tribal area. And then on top of what, which means the most to me is my heritage. You know, I've got a tribal Israeli star, Star David, helps to represent, um, you know, my support for the Jewish people in the state of Israel. What's next for Bryce Evans? What can the listeners and your fans anticipate from you in the near future? Well, you know, there's a, I am one of those individuals that I don't really like to say things until they happen. Um, so, you know, I don't want to, like, Oh, I got this shoe coming up with this studio and so forth like that. There's a couple things in the works. Um, you know, I, I there, there, I'll definitely be at Gay Days in, in June up in Orlando. Um, so if you want to come up there, if you're in the Orlando area and you want to see us there, I'll be there with Sap Scout and, and Howard and all those guys and a number of other models. Um, and then, uh, I, uh, I have some opportunities if I want to go to Europe and work over there with some studios over there. It's probably going to happen sometime in early summer. Um, and then, you know, I, I consistently work with, with, with the studios I've worked with. I always have a kind of a continuous loop of things and works with them. And then I've been approached by some other new studios as well that I have coming up as well. But like I said, I don't like to identify specific shoots with specific studios um, until it happens. I think it's like one of those jinx things or something. I don't know. But, you know, for someone who's not into astrology, I happen to have that one little thing that, like, I, you know, I feel like there's a jinx action that could take place, so I don't really, really put too much out there until it happens. But that, that's what I got coming up, and, uh, you know, like I said, uh, I uh, Howard over a Fab Scout, um, you know, he's my agent that, that handles my bookings, and, you know, that guy's that guy got, uh, you know, he's, he's got a little piece in every direction in that industry, in this industry. So, you know, he keeps us busy. If, if we want to work, he's got it for us. How can your fans reach you? Where can they find you on the web, social networking, all the goodies? Okay, so, you know, um, you can support me 
as a fan by following me on Twitter at Bryce Evans Triple X. Um, you can also go to my website, um, Bryce Evans Triple X, and contact me through that site if you like. Um, and then you can also just contact me direct at 571 364 5133. And if you're interested in setting up a private date or something like that, get in touch. Let's see what we can do. I'd be happy to be there for you. Fantastic. And just so that the listeners know, it, your website is .net. That's correct. It's BriceEvansXXX.net. Perfect. Well, this does bring us to the end of our interview. Is there anything that you would like to say to your fans and supporters that are listening right now? You know, just that, um, you know, especially like my Twitter fans and things like that, you know, I just, I, 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 you know, there's a really great fan base out there. And I just want to thank everybody who supports me, who supports the industry, who supports the sites that have the membership base. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of sites out there that are free. I understand. And every once in a while, you just want to get your freak on. But, you know, go out there and support your favorite studios. And I don't care if it's somebody I work with or not. But definitely go out there and support one of your favorite studios so that you can keep getting this hot action. Because the only reason there's free porn is because at some point a studio paid to have that production made. Okay, so whether it gets free at some point, somebody pays for it in the beginning. And that's because of loyal members who are members to these pay sites that help fund the next production. So keep that in mind. And thanks to everybody that's out there and supports me. I appreciate it. Well, Bryce, I certainly want to thank you so much for the interview. I want to wish you much continued success in the industry, and certainly whenever you want to come back for an additional interview to update our listeners and your fans on what you've been up to, you're more than welcome to come back. Well, thank you. That's great. What are you doing tomorrow? No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. You know, thanks for this opportunity. Um, it, It was really nice of you to have me on the show. And um, it's really great. So thank you so much. And this is definitely uh, a time to remember. I appreciate it, Poppy. You're welcome, Bryce. And listeners, I also want to thank you for tuning in to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. Tune in for brand new episodes of One-on-One with Poppy Chulo every Wednesday and Thursday at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Download this episode and many more by visiting poppychuloradio.com forward slash archives. Registered users will gain access to the Poppy Chulo Radio archives of previously aired broadcasts. With that, Bryce Evans and I would like to wish you and yours a wonderful night. Good night, listeners. Good night. Thanks for listening to One-on-One with Poppy Chulo. To contact us with any of your questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns, email us at contact at poppychuloradio.com or leave us a voicemail at 305-515-8620. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter by going to twitter.com slash poppychuloradio and like us on Facebook by visiting facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. Be sure to listen again next week as we continue to showcase exclusive interviews with some of the adult industry's most popular male performers. This is Ben Patrick Johnson saying good night and have a wonderful week. <laughs>